All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Brian Boucher, you're listening to Nasty Knuckles. listening to nasty knuckles the hockey outlaws podcast with your host terry nasty Sotomayor, and former philadelphia flyer enforcer riley cote as they go behind the scenes with your favorite nhl players time to face off Welcome back. What is happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelia? I'll tell you what. I think people are getting sick of me saying this, so you're going to have to do something about it. <laughs> every week, every week, is Riles coming to the game? He's on a roster. You were paid handsomely for this roster spot. <laughs> I know. And you didn't show up again. You've been to one game. I'll give you credit for making one out of the first three, but listen, we're going to have to cut the pay here on you. If you don't start showing up, I know, more. man. I know. I gotta. I know there's family be issues. Better. Family issues. Yeah. But I was. I also made one trek down to New Jersey uh, Sunday afternoon. Visit Scrub Daddy slash Toby. Yes, we did. So I had to which was back, great. Drop the girls off, and then uh, wasn't able to make I mean, it back to the big Tilly. But sounds to me like excuses are being made. <laughs> well, Just saying. Like you carried, carried I the drove to the meeting. Scrub Daddy slash Toby. Well, Twenty minutes from your to, pad to Princeton for a game. For the big fella, the King Elvis. <laughs> Back home, grabbed the jerseys because we had to make a jersey swap. Yeah. Then to the game yeah. and performed way better than I ever have, I think. Actually, maybe not, but I, I'm never any good. 
but I still made it, and still made it upstairs till about two a.m. Oh wow, that's commitment, nest. And you were getting up around then, probably. Probably to start yeah. your day, but yeah. anyway. Big Tilly, though, three three snipes, right? With Toby? Listen, anytime I can score, I got to give someone the credit, the players who pass it to me, or the Toby stick, which <laughs> me scoring three goals in one game yeah. not bad. is not going to happen, but that stick, bang, pow, it, it, see it, it coming up. Oh, yeah, boy. At least two of, those, two of those that I saw. And, you know, the, the teams we play in the men's league, uh, you know, they're always saying something to be like, yeah, you're going to mention this or that. But um, they're probably like, how does Nasty score three goals, let alone one? How does he score three in one game? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I did. But uh, anyway, yeah, that Toby, that Toby stick, what puck comes oh, off yeah. of it, man. Snappity snap. Snaps. Well, it was a good performance. I'll be there next week. Well, you say Hopefully. that. Hopefully. Blue Devils, he's coming. <laughs> Here I come. And what about uh, what about fly guys? Where, where yeah, are we at with these? we're we're. Um, we at it's just a tough go, man. Like not much to talk about. I so. feel I feel so bad for him. I know he said this. No one's feeling sorry for the Flyers. They're you know they don't feel sorry for themselves. They're just ready to get a win. You know, talking to some of the guys. Obviously, a very depleted lineup. Yeah. I mean, no one ever wants to make excuses, but I mean, you're missing. A lot of key players. It's like a here. bad car crash. It, it really just, is. It's like you don't want to look at it, but you kind of do just to see how yeah. bad it, how and bad it's going to get. You know, get. like I can, you can't watch their games and honestly say they're not trying. I don't ever think that's the case. But there's games where you're like, it doesn't seem like the effort was as there. As they just have absolutely no bandwidth right they, now. They just they, they finally got a break last night. And I'm like, finally, like Provi did the right thing, got the puck on the wall, threw right. it to the net. You get a lucky bounce, which they've had zero. Let's be honest. Zero puck luck, zero injury luck, zero luck, period. Um, I thought, okay, here, tonight we're going to get a win. You know, after finally get a break, you don't want to play, you know, coaches, you were a coach, yeah. put it on net. You know, yeah, if you don't yeah. have anything, throw it on net, you never know. And uh, But they ended up you know, just finding a way to lose the game late in the game. And Carter Hart's been absolutely amazing. He's a big save. I mean, he just, you know, uh, on TV last night they were saying, you know, it's it's almost like he's got to get you a shutout to get yeah. a win right yeah. now. And and I hate saying I'm not saying that in a bad way against the guys, the players, but it's just we're not scoring. Not scoring enough goals. And, again, your your lineup's depleted. But, you know, no one's looking for excuses. Yeah. No one wants to hear excuses. Um, but it's just tough right now. And yeah, hopefully tough. tonight they find a way to get this win. You don't want them to break that record that they tied. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's you know, not a record you 12 want. 12 losses sure. in a row. And uh, hopefully we find a way to win That's tough. against – an island, a team that needs wins, yeah, you know, and, and, exactly. and they're be playing better. You know, they beat us twice last week. Yeah. So. And then speaking of the injuries, you know, with the depleted lineup, uh, you know, we got we to gotta bring up the fact that some of these injuries are guys re-injuring themselves, like maybe coming back too soon, whatever the case may be, but there's been a, at least three of them this year that guys have come back and then they're back on the shelf. Yeah. Which certainly doesn't obviously help the end goal of winning games, but I mean, I guess the question is what what's happening there? Is it complete coincidence? Uh, yeah, um, I don't you know. know. Are they coming back too soon? Um, I guess we'll never know. I mean, I'm not in the medical room, so I, I don't know. But yeah, um, the, the the bottom line is is there is a business of keeping these guys healthy or trying to get these guys yeah. back on to the ice uh, is in the quickest possible way but also in the most uh, in the most productive long-term safe way too right, right. i mean you don't want right. to get a guy out there and then have him bl blow a knee out the same knee out 
you know, two weeks back. So, um, this, I mean, I think it's pretty apparent there's something um, going on there. That many guys in the shelf, and then again, half those guys being re-injured. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like you said, like I'm, I'm not a medical guy. I never was. So I, it, it is, it is, I don't know, alarming uh, when this happens. Like I've seen a lot of things on, on you know, social media, like questioning it. And some people have asked me, I'm like, I, I can't tell you because I'm not a medical guy. But um, it's tough when you have like Kevin Hayes, this poor guy, can't catch yeah. a break this year. Like the same, same thing basically you know three three surgeries so far um just not the way anyone was planning on it to go and i'm sure the medical staff wasn't either no of course um not. i mean uh it, it's just you know not knowing not having a medical background i, I don't really know what to say but it, it is odd and it's just if it's just bad luck it's the worst luck you could have with, yeah. with what's happened i mean you get you bring ellison like you said and he seems to be working on the same injury and, and not having him. And we, we talked about this last week. It's a huge difference. I think that, I think we're, we're looking at a different scenario and I know he's one 100%. guy, but if he's playing, he loves Pro a lot Rob, of minutes. It's it, it just, I mean, I think it's possession. a different, I think 100%. It's, exactly. It's a different story, but we don't have him. Yep. Haven't had him all year. I, I guess he's frustrated. I'm sure everyone is yep. because no one, uh, expected this or we, at least we didn't hope for it. I know he had some injury issues, the last couple of years, but uh, it's just tough, man. It's tough to watch. It's tough because we know the the you know guys, and it's tough seeing them struggle like this. And, and but I, you know, I don't know really what to say about the injury bug. Yeah, no, there's not there's not much. We're we're not in the locker room. We don't really right. know. We're kind of regurgitating stuff that we're we're hearing. Uh, but what is obvious is that guys, well, at least three guys, have been you know, re-injured with the same injury. Yeah. Um, so there's question marks around it. But, um, you know, I say in good news in Flyers land or in these Keith Yandel's world, yep. um, he is now tied for the Ironman with um, uh, Jarvis, Jarvis mm-hmm. uh, with 964 games. Yes, uh, Which is an unbelievable feat. I mean, anybody that's played the game of hockey – to string that many games together, even at the youth level, is nearly impossible, it especially is. at the NHL level. So props to, to Keith Yandel, an amazing, amazing feat. And and your boy, Phil Kessel. He's, he's on his footsteps there. Behind him. He's Who 20. Thought, hey? Yeah, yeah, um, Kess, he's a machine, that guy, man. It's You're right, Riles. Like, you know, think about how many games in a row that is. That is it's incredible. The fact that anyone ever did it, yeah. really, yeah. at this level. Yeah. Um, I've missed men's league games because of injury. Oh, man, you, <laughs> you, know you, you, you I mean? and me both, man. Like it's, a little tweaker it's here. It's insane that a guy could play at the highest level. Um, and, you know, even, you know, not to take away from Yans, but, like, even Provy this year, unfortunately, his streak stopped. Yeah. I mean, for a kid coming in from his first day, he hasn't missed a game. Yeah. Like, that was insane, and it's a, it's a shame how he had to miss it, yeah. but – Back to Yans, like, I heard someone talking yesterday about when he was in Florida last year. He's such a good guy in the locker room. It's yeah. such a team guy. Um, he, I, I guess Quinville was going to, like, bench him, and the players went in there almost like a Rudy-type wow. thing and said, you're not no, no. scratching him. Wow. And they didn't. Um, and he's at 964. Yeah. He's going to break the record tonight. It's incredible. Um, you know, our, we've been kidding around with some of the guys just like, is he walking in there with a spaceman suit <laughs> yeah, on so right, he doesn't yeah. catch anything, you know? <laughs> the this guy, I got a yeah. feeling like he's going to do a – find a way to have a positive test no matter what. But um, yeah. I'm happy for him, man. He's a great guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy in the locker room. 
obviously hasn't been the year that anyone wanted, and maybe he's even had to step up and play where they didn't see him playing yeah, with the injury to Ellis. And, um, mm-hmm. But he's a great guy. He's a great locker room guy. It was great that they brought him in for Hazy after the tragic – uh, things that happened in, over the summer, so it's almost yeah. like having family with him yeah. all the time. And 100%. he's a great guy, man. Yeah. So congrats to you, Yans, man. You're the you're the man. Yeah, yeah. Big props to Yans on that one. Uh, not not easy to do, that's for sure. And uh, I guess we're ready to rock episode fifty nine. Let's do it, our boy Pre- Boosh. Yeah, Boosh presented by Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary, twelve locations, and the thirteenth location opening Thursday, Nast, and we're gonna oh, go check it out. We're gonna Wayne, be there, bro. Wayne, PA. Yes, we will be there. So check them out, cureleaf.com for all your medical marijuana needs. And episode fifty nine. Let's go. Let's go, Boosh. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote, and I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, we are very lucky and fortunate to have our good friend, former first round pick for the Philadelphia Flyers. One of the best analyst TV guys I know. And he started right away, Mr. Brian Boucher. Boosh. Boosh, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? How you doing? doing? Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We really appreciate it. Great to see you. No, my my pleasure. Great to see you, too. Ryle's growing the hair out circa 08, 09. Yeah. Yeah, bringing it back. Knocking some guys out. Yeah. Knocking some guys out pretty soon. That's right, Boosh. So, I don't know if you know this. Um, I don't know if you're following the Federal League. I, I know you're, the NHL doesn't keep you busy enough, but they Dave McIsaac, your former teammate, is coaching in the Federal League up in uh, Connecticut, and they tried to sign Riles. Well, they did. They did sign you. It fell through. But he's got the locks, and he goes, Riles, I'm telling you, just power play. You know, just you're gonna play. I'm like, you don't think some donkey's gonna come like slash you and try to go? Yeah. And he's like, nope. <laughs> I just want to smoke the peace pipe and play hockey, boys. Oh yeah, a little power play time. <laughs> Daniel McCarr. Oh, I hey, listen, that was all they needed when they hey, said the PP. Changed, hey, when they yeah. said power play time, this yeah. guy's like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? I'm like, <laughs> and and our buddy Boost, just so, just so you know, Boost uh, Mac. Got suspended a couple weeks ago. He, um, one of his players, got kind of got cheap shot. I saw the video, and uh, it was kind of a both teams in the middle of the ice. And Mac just calmly walks off the bench right to the pile, and just starts trying to throw <laughs> bombs in his suit. Like some things don't change, boys. Oh, that's crazy! I, you know, when I watched that show that was on, uh, what was it on Netflix? The one about the Danbury, uh, oh yeah, Trashers. Trashers, yeah. I couldn't believe how many ex-phantoms were you know a part of that team <laughs> yeah. i couldn't believe it some it brain like surgeons like- man <laughs> <laughs> garrett burnett it was like they're recreating our philadelphia phantoms to get bernie yeah the yep. guy who ate flexol unbelievable oh yeah. my god, <laughs> oh my god. Flexol. bernie and, and frankie and, and oh, uh, obviously days. mac was a captain mac was a, was a re- good player though too like right. in that league you know like but oh. well, I remember Bernie. Bernie was my roommate there uh, in the Phantoms for a bit, and I was scared to death of him. I just was like, I, you know, he'd come in and he'd he'd uh, light candles all night when we'd go to bed. Like it was like a seance going on in our room. I was like, dude, you're gonna put those candles out when we go to sleep, right? We're gonna burn this hotel down. <laughs> I, mean, I barely said a peep to him because I was so scared of him. You know what I mean? Oh like, my this god! Guy flex all. Yeah, oh, oh my God. And what was like, the science behind that? Did you ever talk to you about the science behind eating Flexol? Because I've heard this several times. I just can't figure out what the hell. <laughs> He'd dip a think? power bar in it, or he would just put it on his hands and eat was it. Was it a stimulant, though? Is it like, What is it doing exactly? I think he just got – he liked it because the boys thought it was stupid oh, and crazy. Goodness, I don't know, but – They kill you. 
Well, then we had I mean, get fire, get you, get you, get you fired up from the inside. You inside know? Yeah, exactly. Right. I, what's it do to your gut though? Like, <laughs> oh I just God. can't even imagine, but, or your brain cells, yeah, your but, brain cells but you know, Bernie, he's a buddy. I got, I saw him a couple of years ago, Bush, believe it or not in uh, Vegas, he's out in Vegas, but, uh, uh, I was going to say along with the flex hall, this other lotion or whatever it was came out. And we called it Cat Jizz, the late, great Chris Felix, Catman. He had this stuff, and it was, like, extra hot. Like, guys were, like, like tiger put a barely or... barely put a little bit on, and it worked. I don't know what it was. But he's like, that's not – I'll eat that, too. And I just remember guys going, no way. Power bar right in the Cat Jizz, ate it like nothing ever happened. Now, I never followed Bernie after the, he would do that. Maybe he went and puked. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. But he, I, it was crazy, man. Never oh. seen a guy do that. Except for him. Probably. We had some real beauties. We had some real beauties, that's for sure. <laughs> cool. That was something else. We had we had Monty on uh Jimmy Montgomery last week, Boo, and uh we didn't really get into Bernie, but I, I remember there was a couple uh episodes of a, a show they shot at Frankie's <laughs> just with a pizza delivery guy it was Bernie. That's all I'll go. That's as far as we'll go with that. But uh it was hilarious. Out on the outside on the on the roof filming into the room and and like coming in with a pizza it's oh yeah great that makes some good tv uh, cra- crazy Frank. shit though we don't we don't need to get into that though no. boosh what's going on with you right now what are you up to bud uh right now uh you know working for espn uh new gig this year the first of a seven-year deal for espn with the nhl um real fortunate to to get a to get a job with them uh you know when nbc's rights expired and we found out NBC wasn't going to be uh, getting a new deal. You know, obviously a lot of us at NBC, I think we're a little bit nervous about, you know, what the future holds. But uh, fortunately, I think just about every one of us uh, landed on our feet somewhere else. I know Anson and uh, Jonesy uh, and Liam are over at uh, TNT. Uh, Edzo as well. Kenny Albert there at TNT. And I was able to, you know, get a, get a gig at, at ESPN. So uh, just – you know, doing pretty much the same thing. Uh, we got a great new cast here at ESPN, a lot of new faces, new teammates. So it's um, it's been good, man. I mean, I, truthfully, you know, it's a it's a it's a great gig. I mean, I I do a game or two a week, and um, you know, I get to still see my kids' stuff and still get to live a normal life to a certain degree, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're trying to balance everything, and I think that's the best part of it. And uh, you got a, a real supportive group there, so so you know, really excited about that. Yeah, you, you, it's uh, it's been. Um, I liked NBC. I I, I thought you, it was great on there too. But it's it's been interesting and and really really well done. I think uh, on ESPN and, and you're really good, Boo. Like you could always talk and, um, you know, I mean, even when you first I guess decided to go into this broadcasting, I remember you doing like some phantom games. I remember us we talked to you the one day and you were going over the lineup. Yeah. You were you know, we were, we were laughing about some of your impressions, which hopefully we'll get a couple out of you. But uh <laughs> he was doing we were we were in New York, I think, or somewhere and and you had you were doing Sal, Shell Samuelson like looking at the the lineup you had to work with that night for the Phantoms. I can't remember who I was with, but we were talking to you and it was so funny. But um, you know, like, like when did you start thinking about it, Boosh? Uh, going into the broadcasting once you were done playing? Yeah, I mean, you know, the first guy that ever said anything to me was uh, Keith Jones. Jonesy said to me one day, <clears throat> I'll never forget. We're in Pittsburgh, and I was out for a morning skate doing extra, like I typically had to do because I wasn't playing that night, and. Uh, you know, got done and I was sitting on the bench just having a, you know, Gatorade or whatever, just kind of, you know, trying to, you know, catch my wind. And, 
you know, he said to me, he's like, uh, you know, I just asked him, because Jonesy was a great teammate and a good guy. I just asked him, Jonesy, what's it like, you know, to do TV? He's like, ah, oh, he's like, it's great, kid. You know, he called me kid all the time. It's yeah. great, kid. He's like, you got to do this when you're done. And, you know, I was, so he was the first guy that got me thinking about it. And um, and then, you know, when I go on the road, like Elliot Friedman, who works, so, you know, for Hockey Night in Canada, he'd always say stuff like, hey, when you're done, you know, you should really think about it. So I had enough people that were kind of like saying it to me. I was kind of like, are these guys saying like, I'm such a shitty player that I should retire <laughs> right now? Like, I, don't, I, I didn't know what, the, like, I was trying to like decipher what the heck, what the heck's going on here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think they were just being nice and just saying, Hey, you know, you should think about it when you get done. So when I got done, um, I did think about it, but it's, at first I, I wanted to, I wanted to retire and just be home and, and, you know, be with my kids and, but the reality was I, I missed, uh, I missed having purpose, right? Like it was great to get up and bring the kids to school and do all that. But for that one year I was, I felt lost. Like I didn't know what to do on a daily basis. So I think that's when I decided, I was like, you know what, I got to get my, I got to get my act together. And if I want to do it, you know, go for it and see how it is, you know? And I started with, like you said, I did some, uh, some Phantom games, uh, there for service electric when the Phantoms first went to Lehigh Valley and uh riles was coaching at that time assistant mm -hmm. coach and uh and i you know i did uh i did those games i mean basically for nothing it was just to get reps right and i didn't know what the hell i was doing i mean i had no clue what i was looking for you know how to talk to the truck all that stuff so it was great it was a great learning experience made mistakes where i'm sure a lot of people didn't watch uh so you know <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. a nice feeling um and then i did uh you know flyers pre and post and you know got to got to make mistakes there as well and and fortunately got a got an opportunity at NHL Network to do uh, an afternoon gig one day and from there like I I ended up getting uh, someone recommended me to NBC Sports and finished up that season did playoffs and that turned into one year and then that turned into a five-year deal so um really lucky and I'm sure and I and I know this that uh, Keith Jones along the way everywhere I went I know that he he uh, he pushed my name and push for me to be on their team and um i'm forever grateful for that that's awesome yeah. he is a great guy he's very he he just jumped right into it too i mean i know that was probably a learning process for him as well but uh he was one of those naturals i feel like you and patrick yeah. sharp and him like they just pop in my head as guys that just could jump right in front of that camera it can't be easy no yeah i, I mean everything. i was gonna say yeah i mean like it's one thing to have good personality and then actually like bring it all together and 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 to and to get into a a, a space where there's so many people trying to get in that space, right? I mean, there's such limited jobs in in in, in the yeah. you know the the color and the analyst uh, space, but uh, you know, for you to hop in there, like you said, you, you banged out a couple of years with the Phantoms, but uh, to get with the Flyers and then get on NBC uh, shortly thereafter is pretty impressive. But I'm, I'm not surprised. You speak very well, like Nasty said. Like when I listen to you, like you know, it's like, kind of like Jonesy. You know, like when I hear Jonesy speak, it's you know, he's speaking the truth. He's speaking from experience. There's you know, there's a lot of essence behind what he's saying. I feel the same for you. So, done a hell of a job, and it's not a coincidence that you've been able to, to ride this wave this long. Thanks, guys. You just hope you make sense. You know, when you're talking, like you don't know. Like sometimes, <laughs> yeah, right. and and sometimes you want to hit the wrap it up button too. You know, when you can't spit <laughs> yeah. it out quick enough. You're like, yeah. and your play by play guys looking at you like he's like, you know, you wrap it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. There's nothing worse than nothing, nothing worse than stepping on a goal call for those guys. That's like they're that's uh, like them scoring a goal. So, oh yeah. So if you you mess up with that, sometimes you'll get. You'll get a dagger thrown right at you. So that's like, but it's good, you know. It's like some days are better than others. You know, you can speak English some days, and some days you can't. And 
like when we played. Yeah, we yeah all right. Bad days, but That's the truth. No, nah, but you, you know what, Booze? It's funny you said that. Like, um, are you ever worried? Like, because you're you're not that far removed from the game, and um, you still have friends that are playing, and you've met people along the way. Like, like Riley said, you do. You tell the truth. You have to. Like, you're at the, you're at that level, that stage. But like, you ever worried about like, ah, oh, man, should I say, am I gonna piss this guy off? Does that ever like even re- resonate in your head or not really? It's like you you have to do your job, right? I mean, I I, I um. Yeah, I mean, at times it crosses my mind. I, I will say, especially early on, like when I first got into it, because then I was really close to being removed from the game. So, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I remember when I played, like if somebody buried me, I yeah. mean, I, I don't know how you were, Riles, but maybe nobody buried you because, like, you were, you know, you, your role was like, <laughs> you, punch you were a tough guy. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you'd kill him. And uh, I'm not hurting anybody. But, you know, like, I just remember, like, I, I honestly, I, at times I was sensitive. I'm going to be honest with you. Like when I played, like I was sensitive, like it, you know, it hurts your feelings. Like if someone says you're terrible, you know, like, it's not like you can handle that. Like, you're not like, Oh, okay. That's constructive criticism. You know, it's not, it's like, (laughs) it's like somebody's telling you that you stink and it's uh, you know, we're all humans at the end of the day, we have feelings. And so, yeah, I mean, I think about it at times and I, that's why I try not to make it. uh, It's not personal. And you certainly don't want to make it personal. Like if you're going to say something, it's really about maybe, that play or that game it doesn't it's not like a it's not like a general statement that you're it's not like i'm going out there like sure i have opinions of players and if we were talking you know i might say ah that guy stinks right you know i think he's a a brutal player but like i would never ever think of going on tv and saying it like that like there's a better way of putting it than than being brutally honest like that if you're just talking with your buddies so i think yeah i mean you speak the truth but you also have to be respectful of of, of the game you got to be respectful of the player and um you know because i know god knows i wasn't perfect as a player and and if i was to say something so brutally honest like that i mean you could do it tenfold to me so you know that's that's what you got to be careful of i guess you know right Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's a fine line of uh, of being truthful and then brut- brutally honest, right? I mean, like, like you yeah. said, like, it's this game of mistakes, and these guys are just trying their ass off to to make it work. It's right. a tough business. Like, let's like throw them a bone here, too. Yeah. But, but you have, but you yeah. also have to be calling the game too. But but I also know, like, if I was just you know you know we were having a couple beers, and I you know say I had like a hate on for a player that I played against. I mean, maybe Riles, you were like this too. But if I had a hate on for a guy that you know he did something to me years ago and I couldn't let it go. Right. I mean, I might be biased to bury that guy like privately <laughs> like, oh, that guy, you know, and, and hold a grudge forever, yeah. you know? And it's, and you might be like, hold on a second. Like, do you really think he stinks? Or are you just mad because he, <laughs> you know, he lit you up for five goals or something yeah. like that. You can't get over it. So I think that's where, you know, you gotta, when you're being, you know, um, when you're critiquing somebody, I think you gotta, what do you critique? Why are you critiquing? And is it personal? If you don't make it personal, then, Hopefully the guys understand that. Um, yeah. I know that if it, you know if the guy would give me praise, like if an, if an analyst would praise me on a certain play and then criticize me on another, then you take the good with the bad, you know. But yeah. uh, certainly think about it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a it's a it's an interesting space, you know. Uh, I I can't even imagine. My, you know, myself, I did a little bit a little bit of that stuff when I was with the with the Phantoms and uh, you know the media stuff. But I just uh, I I struggle with that very thing of just being being honest. Being honest, obviously trying to be honest about the game, but then, you know, these guys do have feelings and you can say, well, this is, you know, you know, for this, this sport is for, for tough character players. But at the end of the day, like you're, you're, tr- you're also 
their buddies, right? You're not trying to bury them and you're really trying yeah. to teach them, right? But obviously in your space, you're not really trying to teach. You're just trying to educate the public about what may or may not be going on on the ice that's uh, right. appropriate to the game. Well, I mean, well, Rouse, but what about like when you coach, right? Like I'm sure like you're, yeah, you're in the coach's thing. office and the brutal honesty that's going on in that, in the coach's room, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're probably looking at, you're probably looking at the list and going like, Seriously, that guy shouldn't even play with a stick. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah. that bad. Chief. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and then, that's and then, exactly. And then you come, and then you come out and you're showing the guy a video, like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, bring really the oven mitts out. Really inside. T- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, oh, what, man, that's it's so true. Chief, Chief used to use that one. He told Ben Eager one time, "Hey, Eags, just leave your stick here. You don't need it." Yeah. Next shift, he had him coming up. Yeah. <laughs> just this guy doesn't need a stick. Yeah, you can't be brutally honest oh, with the guys all the time. Are you guys are you com- <laughs> yeah. completely, completely lose them? Uh, yeah, you got to bring up the oven mitts now and then. But the conversation that happens before the player comes into the coach's room, where you guys just way down, different, it's right? Way different than what's actually being communicated. <laughs> that's no funny. question. Uh, that's that's funny because that's like, a stu- that's a goal that we got to get somehow. Like, imagine if you get like you know you know the HBO twenty four seven behind the scenes, and you really get the honesty. Oh my god! You'd have guys quitting hockey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I always always talk about like you know the the conversations I've been in on in the the coach's room about other players, and I'm thinking like I can't even imagine the conversations (laughs) that were had around me when I was playing. How bad was this guy? Like you know. Man, it's terrible. Some of the things are said. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Pretty painful. Well, it's funny. Like you know, you as a as an equipment guy, trainer, whatever, uh, we'd be with the coaches a lot, right? We're with you guys a lot. We're also with them because you guys aren't weren't there as long as they were. So you'd hear them just going, "This fucking guy, oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta play. You he's play. done. He's in the stands." And then it's like they the GM call, "Well, he's got to play." You yeah. know, and they're like, "Fuck this! Hey, great job, bud. Let's get going tonight." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know everything they were saying ten minutes before, but oh, uh, that's part of the game, I guess. It's good, good for you guys, though. Good for you guys <laughs> not to come in and be, "Hey, Bush, I gotta <laughs> be honest with you." Uh, yeah, right. You know, they love they you, were man. Killing you this morning. <laughs> They were killing you, but they love you, man. They love you. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so Boosh, gotta go back um a little bit to your to your rookie year. <clears throat> you come in and I was fortunate enough to have you there. Uh we were the Phantoms and um I was saying to Riles, like, I'm so proud of Boo where he is now and the career you had, especially coming in as a rookie and having your mentor being Mr. Neil Little. You could have gone down the wrong <laughs> road, boys. <laughs> hey, uh, we have Litz on a lot. Like uh, we have this uh, segment called Overtime, and um, he joins us a lot. Just give us his because he's still scouting uh, a bit, and um, so yeah. we always get his feedback. But first of all, what a, he's obviously one of our best buddies, uh, great guy. But yeah. man, you went the right way, Boo. It could have gone. It could have gone a little left, but uh, you kept it straight. He- he was the perfect partner for me at that time, man. Like I, I'm wired tight and, uh, I want it so bad. And I think he taught me a whole nother side of, of how to approach it, you know, like to be loose, to be a great guy, uh, to, to get your teammates to, to want to play for you. You know, like that was the one thing that I realized when I got there, I was like, <clears throat> I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm this first round pick. And I, you know, I got to play, I got to develop and, we had such a good team. I mean, truthfully, our Phantoms team could have been an expansion team in the NHL, yeah. and we probably would have been pretty pretty competitive. I mean, we had some some really talented players, and then we were tough on top of it. You know, so 
was. I, think I was, you know, there was a pecking order that you had to, to get get in. And but Litz was like, he was a competitive guy, but the way he the way he handled himself on a day to day basis, I mean, it was it was pure class. Like, I mean, he taught me, um, you know, that it doesn't have to be full throttle all the time. That you, you know, there's times when you can, you know, get into another gear and figure it out. And honestly, I, I took a lot of the stuff that I learned from him that one year um, with me the rest of the way. And I, look, I've always been, like I said, wound up tight and I'm wired a certain way. But really, at the end of the day, I, I saw how much guys loved him. And I want, you know, look, we all want to be like, we all want our teammates to play hard for us. And although I'm not uh, a clone of him, but I tried to take some of like his personality and apply it to my everyday life and be a little bit more easygoing. And I know that some of it is not, it's not, like his easygoingness, it's it's natural for him, but I'm sure he's in some ways his competitiveness is driving him too. Like I know that he was like I remember he told me he's like some he, he told me he's like I'm going to make a million bucks, you know, someday. He said that to me when we were playing in the minors, and he had this like confidence in himself that he knew that he was going to be fine, he was going to be successful, but it, it may not, it could or could not be in hockey. But um, he was a smart guy. He knew how yeah. to figure things out and. Man, he's he's an awesome dude, and I and I know when I had some tough times, some tough games, like I, you know, I was all stressed out, and I'd go to him and he'd say, "Partner," he's like, uh, "We got to go for some beers," you know? <laughs> right. and that's you know, and and you know, it, it broke the tension, and we, we you know we we let loose a little bit and had some fun, and um, he was a great a great teammate at the at the right time for me. No doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, hey, he's you, a beauty. You don't find I've never come across someone that. Did not. They had something bad to say about Neil Little. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, and and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say this, too. And he never stopped helping me. Like, he helped me. Like, my son went and played at the U.S. National Program. And uh, he connected me with, with his good buddy, Chris Osgood. Yeah. And, you know, he, he connected us together. And Tyler ended up living two years at, at Ozzy's house. Oh, oh Lord. So, so you took a chance yeah. on, on Tyler going the other way, too. Because these two, <laughs> Litz yeah. and Ozzy, man, they're big. <laughs> Those two are like twin brothers, man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. We're yeah. so no, so let's never stop helping me, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm grateful for that too. That's awesome, man. Uh, real quick, speaking about that team, uh, you come in as a as a rookie, and we we go on to win the Calder Cup that year. It was just just so much fun. I talk about it all the time. People probably sick of hearing me say it, but uh, just such a group. I guess anytime you win, yeah, it's it's always special. But like we just had such a good group of guys, man, and and uh, just everyone kind of fit in together. I guess that's how you part of winning is, is. Uh, having a team like that. But you're right, we had a lot of good players, man. And uh, so many guys we could talk about, but you got to talk a little bit about Frankie Bailoas, the animal, our man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if you'll do Frankie for us, but uh, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm in another state right now. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, right. you. he can't find you. You're, he, he can't find it. He'll find you, but not today. He. Um, I, I'll never forget one quick thing. Uh, he they wanted to shave guys' heads, and he wanted to shave your head not because you had done anything. He was just kind of fucking with Boo, and he and Boo had the nice frosty, well, the frosty tips. tips. He had yeah. the like, yeah, he was a little <laughs> mid mid length uh, frosty tips, looking good. Oh, and uh, I remember you come full sprint down this long hallway we had at Hollydale, and uh, right under my desk, and I like jump out of the way, and then I see Frankie lumbering down. I'm like, oh, oh no. lord, let me get out of the way. I get out of the way, and he goes, I'll pay you, dude. Frankie's like. How much? <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't end up getting his head shaved, which was good. Uh, but Frankie, boy, was he tough, boo. Hey, oh, my God. 
Oh man, every day I, I'll never forget. He'd come in every day, right at practice, and into the change room, he'd gear right down. He'd take <laughs> you know all his all his street clothes off. You know, most guys get into their hockey underwear pretty quickly right after. Frankie, Frankie no. would walk around. Yeah, he'd walk around, <laughs> you know, naked. Go to the bagel bin. Oh, you yeah. Know, oh yeah, and wash uh, your hands, I, Frankie. I just, like. Oh my god! And I just would—I'd be like, "This guy is like—he's like—he's nuts." You know what I mean? Like I came from junior, and his stories—I mean, his life stories—I just like I couldn't believe it. And every day he told me like he never had tape on his stick, right? Right. Like, he didn't have tape on his stick, and he practiced with the Gretzky Jofa helmet un unbuttoned. <laughs> Come right? on, he did. Yeah. He he never shot the puck below my nipples in practice. <laughs> never. It was always like here right and if i and if i even like if i just sniffed if i looked like over he'd be like what the you're you looking at you know what i mean i'm like yeah. nothing nothing, nothing. <laughs> so he knew he knew i was petrified of him so he just i think he was messing with me he told me every day well at least every week he told me that he was going to shave my head yeah. he called me a cocky rookie he's like i'm going to shave your head and then finally that one day he chased me down the hallway he had the clippers <laughs> I don't even know. Did he have clothes on? I don't even know if he had clothes on. But I was like, Frankie, have your eyes. Like, Frankie, I'll pay. I promise you. (laughs) And then he he laughed at me. He's like, yeah, I ain't going to shave you, kid. You know what I mean? So, man. Oh, man. That's what every time I talk to him a lot, he's obviously in the area. And and he'll be like, Kobe, little midget. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to smack you right in the face when I see you. Oh, I'm coming over now. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. I'm kidding, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's talking, I'm going to shave your head. Yeah. Oh, he's oh I love his stories. Yeah, I love his stories, man. He was uh, – in that whole team, I mean, you think about the tough guys we had, right? I mean, Dave McIsaac was tough. Jeff Staples was tough. Yeah. Um, Payette. Uh, Payette. Andre Payette. like J- Johnny Stevens was tough. I yeah, mean, we, that's true. We just, I mean, we if, if games if we weren't winning on the scoreboard, we'd find a way to to goon it up and somehow leave the game with you know some chuckles and some camaraderie, you know, yeah. which is which is pretty awesome. The the, pretty awesome. the best boost we were talking about. I know I've told Rouse before. You know, the attendance was amazing uh, for the Phantoms uh, the first few years, and uh, the place would be packed. And we're up, you know, a couple goals or down a couple goals, and the whole place is going, oh, yeah. we want Frank. Oh, and there's like 11 seconds left, and Billy's like, get out there, but don't do anything stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck, yeah. so like 17,000 sc- screaming his name. He's not going to do anything stupid. The other team's like, oh, no. no. no don't, do it. <laughs> don't send him out of here. <laughs> But it you happened. About the timing, the timing, the, the timing for that team, right? I mean, like you got the old Spectrum, which had all this like history and nostalgia, right? Yeah. They built this brand new building for the Flyers. Um, our team was, you know, coached by a Hall of the Flyers Hall of Famer. You know, we had such a good team. The, the timing was perfect for that whole right. setup. And uh, you know the hit the, the 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 rivalry with Hershey. It was yeah. I mean, it was a dream come true because you know you guys know. I mean, you you can play in some real bad places in the minors, right? And oh, to yeah. be able to play in Philly, and then truthfully, to be honest with you, I mean, the Flyers struggled uh, at that time, right? Yeah, I think in ninety eight, ninety nine. I think they had a losing streak of twelve games back that year. Like they were, you know, and they had this team that was supposed to win, and and uh, we were this team that just kept winning, winning, winning. The fans really took to us, and you know they lost first round, and we go all the way to the Calder Cup. It was 
what a magical time for a minor league team. Yeah, it was. It was. It did. It, did, it almost didn't seem minor league just because of the building the impact right, right. and you know the play the team we had. But uh, you're right. Uh, unfortunately, right now they're uh, they have a shot at uh, breaking that 12 game losing streak tonight. Oh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, hopefully they can get a Is win. That a record. 13 would be a Flyers record. No yep. way. Huh? Yeah. Uh, they tied it last night. Oh but, um, yeah, you're right, Boosh. It was, it was a great time, and, and Frankie was a beauty. And, and one quick question about that. Um, Billy Barber, what, what would he say to Brad Watson every game? Brad! I, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I he, he used to say, Boosh used to go, Brad, Brad get to talk to Brad, me. Excuse me for a minute there, buds. Can I ask you a... In question, and, and then you know, Brad. Uh, no, you can't. Yeah. You know, and then he yeah. starts snapping. You know, oh my god, I'm sorry. I got. I'm trying to keep it. PG. No, I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. F bombs. We understand. My other job. Yeah, yeah. but uh, oh, that was good though. Billy That's... was Billy was the greatest. Billy was the greatest man. I mean, he was. Oh my god, some of the stuff that he said. I remember. Remember the time he bag skated us for three straight days, and. um you know, we just three. We come in, we'd skate for like an hour and a half or two hours, and kick us off the ice. Then we came back, did the same thing, and then the third day, he finally ended it. And he says, "Everybody stretch," and we're stretching. And he goes, "There's two ways around here." And you know, I'm thinking. He goes, "My way," and I thought he was going to say the highway, right? And he goes, <laughs> "My way," and my effing way. <laughs> you know, that's so good. You know, Monty, uh, Jimmy Montgomery was saying last week, we were kind of talking about Billy a little bit, and he goes, and he always had his finger in his ear when he was like, sometimes he would, yeah. he always had his finger in his ear, like yeah. as he was saying this stuff. <laughs> he was, he was great. Well, there, buds. Oh my God. The well, there, buds. Oh, Delio, he's not, we had Patrick Uline here, who's from Sweden a year before you, and um, he had a, Big year. He played with White. He had played with the Flyers uh, my first couple years there, and they sent him down uh, after camp. And we were playing Hershey on a Saturday night. Now Friday night we had played at home, and he took a he took his high stick like on the cheek here, and he had about four stitches, like little little cut, you know. And and it drove Billy and Stutzy nuts because when this happened, his wife was sitting like in the first level and ran down to the glass and was like up at the glass, like looking at her husband who just <laughs> took a little cut, you know, like uh, it wasn't that bad, you know, <laughs> like, so they were losing their minds. Cat, get him back on the bench, you know, like just giving it to cat. So the next morning, Patty comes, Yuli comes in and he says, uh, can you put a full bubble on my helmet? And I said, what? And the cut was here, and he had one of those long loop robotai high tech visors. So I mean, I, it's, the the stick actually got up inside of it because it was so big. It was like you could only thing you'd really hit is his mouth. Right. So anyway, the stick must have got in there. So he comes in and he asked me to do that, boo. And I'm like, dude, all the first thing popped my head. Billy's gonna lose his <laughs> mind if this guy comes out for the morning skate with a full bubble on. So I said to Patty, I'm like. I said, I think you're okay with your, you know, it's way up here and, and you'll be okay. I didn't want to say Billy's going to lose it. He goes, yeah. no, I, I need a bubble. And I'm like, Patty, Billy's going to lose it if I put a bubble on you for that cut. I, I just finally had to say it. He goes, I don't give a damn about pride. He says, he goes, we got to go play Hershey. They'll be punching me and face washing me all night long. And so I'm like, oh, no, man. So I put it on. 
Billy comes up the steps, man. He didn't even get on the ice. He saw him as he's walking around. Delio, get that off his head. I'm like, you go tell him. I'll do whatever you say, man. But, like, you should have seen this whole thing. He ended up we- I think he ended up wearing it, though. He talked. Uh, he told Billy he was wearing it. So, that uh, was crazy. And, and Eulene, Eulene wasn't there the next year. I he wonder why. Yeah, I know, right? I know. That's true. Gone, yeah. Um, Funny stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so, Boosh, I, I always tell guys, like, you played for a lot of NHL teams. Everybody wanted you. That's for sure. <laughs> right? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they all wanted they did. <laughs> No, I, I'm kidding. I, I didn't realize. I Actually, I do realize once I looked, because I obviously knew you and followed you and everything. But um, you're, you're uh, basically five games, that whole streak, when you didn't get scored on. Uh, what was that like, man? I just must like you were just in a zone. You're like Michael Jordan, man. You're in a zone. Yeah, yeah. Me and MJ, <laughs> same deal. You know? Still same. raking in the cash. Same. He's making it yeah. every day. <laughs> hey, for five yeah, games, last dance. for 332 minutes, man. Yeah, right. you were That's right a there. Long time, dude. What was that? The show was called The Last Dance for him. Mine was the only dance. That's the only dance <laughs> hey, I had. Hey, dude, it's it's an amazing dance, though. You got to admit, that, that that was wild. That was wild. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, the funny thing was, that, you know, I was third string goalie that year uh, for about a month and a half. And uh, I, I, Benoit Lair is a goalie coach with the Rangers right now, and he's worked with Lundqvist, and now it's just Durkin. So he's got this great track record of turning – goaltenders into hall of famers except me um uh he you know he would he would uh he would you know he'd say hey uh, you can't practice with the team and he'd just take me out for goalie practice for like a month and a half and oh i'd skate God. there with guys that were scratched and stuff and i didn't know what was going on i was on a i think i was on a three-year deal with the coyotes like they traded for me and i was supposed to be the eventual number one after sean burke so i was kind of like didn't know what was going on and i finally went into Bobby Francis's office, who was the, the head coach at the time, about a month in. And I said, hey, Bobby, I was like, you know, when, when can I practice with the team? I mean, like, I've been doing this for a month. And he's like, he goes, what the hell took you so long? He's like, I've been waiting for you to come in my office and ask that question. <laughs> no way. And I was like, yeah. And I was, he goes, um, he's like, this guy, he's got it out for you. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want you. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, no kidding. And, um, so, it, you know, it ended up working out because, you know, as it always does, inevitably somebody gets injured and the door opens. And uh, But I will say that, you know, Rick Bonus, Pat Conacher, those were the assistant coaches at the time. You know, they, they came out on the ice often and, and, and worked with me during that time as well. And they, they kept me sane and kept my head straight. And I just was – it was one of those situations where, you, you know, you're pent up and you've been locked up for a month and a half and you finally get an opportunity to play – and like the stars align and I had like this huge chip on my shoulder to want to prove that I could, you know, be the guy and it, and it all worked out for, you know, five and a half games. And then eventually I came back down to earth, but the guys that played in front of me, I mean, man, blocking shots, we were, a, we were a shit team. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we were terrible and guys were, you know, staying out of the box, blocking shots, eating pucks in, in January, you know, yeah. and, uh, and we got it done. So, I mean, I, I it's one of those records that, it's kind of like I don't think people realize uh, you'd probably picture Marty Brodeur to be the guy that has it. It's kind of weird that I would have it, but it just shows you that anything can happen. Although I don't think it I, – I will say this on record. I don't think it will be broken um, 
in our in, in my lifetime. Not with the way the rules are set up now. Yeah, I agree. No red line. Yeah, no right. red line. Three three on three overtime. Like yeah. those goals count against the goaltender. It's not like you know, so it's it's going to become harder and harder. I just don't see, and it's not like I'm trying to sit here and tout how how great I am. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, the way sure. the game, the way the game is today, in the offense and the way the players are, I just can't see that that record being challenged. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, and it is it is a amazing record if you think about. It. I mean, you're a goalie, but I don't have to tell you. But like to go five games, uh, like not having a goal scorer, and you man like. This shit just doesn't happen. Like pucks yeah. bounce off of someone and go in. You know, just just yeah, crazy things happen. happen. Um, but well, uh, look how Provorov look how Provorov scored last night. Exactly. I mean, yeah. In the corner, goes off Klingberg skate. That yep. stuff happens all the time. Yeah. I, I was yeah, exactly. I was thinking that exactly last night. That was the the goal they were able to muster up. But um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Boo, you did have a you had a great career, man. Um, played a long time, which is hard to do. Four <laughs> four stints with the Flyers the organization fly- too. Pretty impressive. Yeah, three, three. You actually rocked the they Flyers were. jersey, which is, which is, uh, you know, tell, telling of your character and obviously yep. your able your your wow. your ability to perform too, because uh, they obviously knew you, they drafted you, and the whole bit. But uh, you also came back to Philly the one year and and and, and stole my number, stole my number Dude, back. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm like, I like it better in 32 anyway. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know? it, was, it, it was fit, it was fit better. Be. It was meant to be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're a good man for giving up that number. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now she's like, Bush is. We just we we just signed Bush. She's like, all right, here's the thirty-two. Here's thirty-three. What number do you want? It was like, it was like a ten-second conversation. What do you want? Here's what's available, big yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, right. There was no, there was no discussion. There was no discussion. It was an absolute. Uh, I, should send you a, I should I should send you a gift card to some. Uh, what are you eating these days? You're eating Whole Foods or some organic. Uh, yeah, know, he's eat, yeah he doesn't eat much, boo. He no, doesn't eat much, uh, man. But he was about a buck seventy, buck eighty-five, boo. <laughs> I don't think you do anymore. What? <laughs> Your hair? That's why yeah, you weigh a buck eighty-five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gonna pat on the the weight where I can. Yeah. Um. So, Boosh, with uh, two thousand nine, ten, we had that great run, and it started. It started with well, a lot of things happened, but uh, the last game of the year, man. You talk about pressure. For oh all God. the players, but God, for a goalie, and it comes down to a shootout. Um, was that one of your coolest moments? I mean, I know you had quite a few, but uh, to me, that was that year we always talk about. It. That was just one of the greatest years. I know we came up a little short, but it was just what a team, mm-hmm. what, what a group of guys. And you went through a lot of shit that year, man. You had you got hurt a couple times, but uh, that game, man, uh, you know, you stopped the final uh, penalty shot <clears throat> and uh, – it was just awesome, and your reaction was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. I wish I could redo it over. I mean, I slipped when I tried to get up the first time, you know. that No one cares, uh, man. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, you know, it's funny because we played the Rangers game 81 at Madison Square Garden, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. we had a chance. All we had to do was get a point. I think we just needed a point to get in. And we lost. I think it was 4-3. to three. In that game, and I we had the goal. They pulled me at the end of the game for the extra attacker. So I'm sitting on the bench where we're in their zone, frantically trying to score, and we don't. At the end, Lundqvist, you know, he does this thing that he always did. He'd always take a stick and hit the post, and then he and then he does this, you know, this pump that he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just sat there and I was like, this goddamn <laughs> son of a. I was like, you know, yeah, I was like, and I thought about it the whole train ride home, you know, and I probably shouldn't. It, most probably sports psychologists would tell you don't. Don't do this, right? Yeah. But I was like, I, I was like, I swear to God, if I if I win in game eighty two, I'm doing his celebration. That's what I'm gonna do because I was like, I was so mad 
the way he celebrated. And I know he, it's his thing. You know, yeah, I mean, right. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He's like, like one of the best ever to play. I get immense respect. But I was like, I swear to God, if we win, I'm doing that celebration. So it comes down to the shootout. And he's like the greatest shootout goaltender that we have ever seen. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I, I think I soiled my, my pants like, <laughs> before the shootout. Like, I was so nervous. And, uh, oh, by the way, I played. I mean, like, I made a good save on the first one on Christensen, but, like, the Parento goal, I end up in my net, even on, on the Jokinen save. Like, I was so, like, amped up and jacked up that I couldn't control my, my, my speed going back. You know what I mean? Oh, I was yeah. really fortunate. Jokinen didn't make a better move, uh, and I was able to come up with that save, but. And to get up and do that celebration, you know what I mean? Yeah. At home. Like, it, I can't tell you how great that felt, you know, especially because, I, like, I love playing in Philly. I played in a lot of places, like you said, but Philly was the one place that, um, you know, having, you know, the Calder Cup championship there, right? My rookie year, we were one game away from going to the Stanley Cup yeah. final. Great yeah. memories there. Like, the springtime in Philly with the playoffs, it's it's everything. You know yeah. what I mean for us yeah. players, right, Riles? I mean, oh, it's like yeah. it's a totally, total different world. It's our city at that point. The Eagles are are not playing yet. The Phillies, they, you know, the Phillies are just starting. Like it's it's our time, you know. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. to be able to come through and have the crowd, you know, erupt like that. I mean, that was a true magic moment for me. Um, a highlight for sure. Maybe maybe one or two has to be in my career. Yeah, that it was it was great, man. That was God. Just and, you're, but, and you're right; it was a tough it was it was a tough year because like, I think we went seven goalies. It was supposed to be Emery and and myself. Yep. Uh, and Razor Razor, unfortunately, he had the hip issues, and you know that opened the door to some other guys coming in. And then yep. I got hurt at Christmas time. I you know bro- uh, broke a finger, and Leighton came in, and he basically you know stole my job. You know that's. I, there's no other way to say it. I mean, he came in and I was Wally Pip, you know, and uh, he was, yeah, he was uh, Lou Gehrig, and he came in and he didn't give up the net for about seven weeks, not until he got hurt again in Nashville, and you know, we just kept going back and forth, and you know, the competitor in you wants to play, right? I mean, right, hundred percent. My job, like, I mean, I came to the rink every day, like I was, I was pissed, like I wanted to play, and. Um, so to be able to have that moment was, you know, was was great. I mean, obviously it didn't work out the way we wanted in the end, and I don't know, maybe we we had nine lives that year and we were able to get to that point. But um, yeah, that moment was great. Just would have been better if we would have finished hoisting oh, the Stanley yeah, Cup. It would have been yeah. unbelievable. Hundred percent. Yeah, the energy we carried into the playoffs was insane. You know, you talk yeah, about just that. getting into the playoffs is the most important part, and then it's a brand new season. You keep hear, hearing people say that, but you know, the, we had the chance to actually experience that. Where that energy was like almost unstoppable. Obviously, it was stoppable because yeah. we didn't win. But uh, you know, the, but those 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 yeah. three rounds, man. I'm telling you, like the energy, we just like felt like we just knew we were gonna win. You know, it was that destiny? It was destiny. You yeah. know, like and, and the injuries that we had in the Boston series, Carts being out and Gags being out, and then Gags coming back, and yep. it was like you couldn't, I could, you just couldn't believe. It. And then and then you get Montreal in the conference final. You're like, yep. what? Yeah. Like, they were the eighth Pitt seed. Washington, yeah, Pitt and Washington are out. I mean, you couldn't script it any better. The, the Canadians couldn't even skate when they played against us. Like they were, they were I know. dead. They were dead. You know, they were dead. Yeah, we. I mean, they they were. I I. They were kind of lucky to get the one win they got. To be honest, yeah. like we were all over. Yeah. Like we every game was kind all of, over. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, but it yeah. was a it was a great year, and I just I'll never forget that moment. You 
making that stop and yeah. just God, it was just, like you said, just feeding off the energy, rolling into the playoffs. That was, that was the night we've talked about before where we ended up at McDaniel's, bunch of us, and and G was you know a young kid at the time, and he was going, we we can win, man. I'm telling you. And, Guys, like, all right, Claude, okay, no, I'm serious, we can win, you know. But he was dead. See, he, he oh, meant yeah. it, and he goes, "I'm telling you, we're sick." Like, blah blah blah. And it was like, guys were like, "Yeah, we're, yeah. we got a good team, man." <laughs> you know, like we're we're rolling. So, but it was it was a great time, man. It really was. Um, it was awesome. We had a good team. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Homer did a good job of kind of going all in that that summer prior, right? Yeah. Picking up prongs. Yeah, that was huge. And you know. Danny was a big playoff performer and Karts and Richie were, to me, they were money. Yep. Um, and G was a blossoming star coming up. who was just, he was so eager, right? I yeah. mean, he was so talented and had all this energy and chemo was chemo was like your steady vet all the time back there. We, I mean, we had it, we had a great group of guys that, um, you know, like we just battled it all year long. We couldn't get our acts together, but like Riles, like you said, I mean, timing and getting it at the right moment and riding that wave of momentum. And, tr- and truthfully, I mean, you think back on Chicago, they were they were ripe for the taking too. Yeah. I mean, their goaltending was not very good. Um, neither was ours. But uh, if there was ever a time to beat the Blackhawks in their dynasty, it would have been that year, yeah. right? Because yeah. they, they had no experience really, but. Yeah, and we fell short. That's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Tough business, you know. Um, yeah. It's hard to win. People is, don't yeah, yeah. realize, like, I mean, I don't know it from a player's standpoint, but being in the game for 26 years, man, it's not easy no, at it's, any it's, level. It's a grind, To right? go through that whole process with, like you said, Bush injuries, you're fighting those, which everyone does. Everyone plays with injuries, but it's just a, it's a hard thing to do, man. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, a couple of years later, you land up signing back with the Flyers. This is your fourth time now. And then uh, I had been retired for a couple of years, and then you landed up in Adirondack. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, quite an experience up there. But uh, talk about... The, for all of us. Yeah, for all of us. Talk about like, the, the, the mixture of you actually getting sent down to Adirondack and having actually report there, yeah. and then your experience in Adirondack. Well, I'll, 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 I'll rewind a little bit. So I was in Carolina. I signed a two-year deal um, after two years with the Flyers. And truthfully, I, I, I didn't want to sign with Carolina. I wanted to stay in Philly, and I would have loved to have been um, Bob's backup, you know, mm-hmm. and work with him. It didn't work out that way. You know, they ended up signing uh, Brisgoloff, and there was really no room for me. So, you know, it was, it was one of those situations. You go to Carolina be like, man, I'm tired of moving at this point, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And my family, my family was tired of it. I was tired of it. And I went there and I just, my heart wasn't really, I, I was a flyer. I wanted to be a flyer, you know? And, um, I go there, I got hurt. I tore my groin, missed three months. And then we have the lockout and we have the lockout. And then during, during the lockout in that summer going into my second year with the, with the hurricanes, it's father's day. Right. And I'm at a, I'm at the pool club, uh, nearby my house and my son's a little guy. He's in the water and he's like, dad, do a cannonball. Right. And I know I'm getting off topic here. And so I go, no, 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 that's going to hurt. And it's a, it's a, it's a, what is it? Three meter, 10 feet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I go, I'm going to dive. So I dive off the diving board. Right. I overshoot the dive. Right. And upon impact of the water, dislocate my shoulder on father's day. <laughs> no. 
I'm like, I'm in the water. I come out of the water and my son's laughing at me because my legs slapped the water, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And now there's like panic going on. My wife's panicking. You know what I mean? This, this woman comes up to me. She's like, I'm a nurse. I was like, pop it back in, pop it back in. I get out of there. She's like, I'm not touching you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I drove to a hospital. My, well, first my wife took me to the fire station. They're like, no chance. They're like hospital. I'm I dislocated for two hours until a doctor could finally come and pop it back in. Anyway, long story short, um, uh, I, re- I remember that. I remember this happening. The Carolina Hurricanes suspend me, right? Because I did it in a non-hockey-related incident. Right? Oh my god! And uh, and then we have the lockout, but we file a grievance because in the training manual there is a there's a swimming uh, aspect to the training and that's exactly what I was doing I exactly. wanted to jump in the pool and go for a swim you know and uh, work on my off season training and uh, so in the end um, very good to me they, uh, they I, I I came in I was able to rehab my shoulder and all of that at the flyers during the lockout, which is not something that I, I you know, if I should say it, but whatever, I am grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. And, and in the end, uh, Paul Holmgren did me a solid and traded back for me, knowing that my family, uh, wanted to be here. And I'm sure the hurricane sensed it too. And, uh, they traded me back to Philly for a fourth time. And I knew that I was going to the minors at that point, but I also had a shoulder that wasn't nearly a hundred percent. It was my second shoulder surgery. And, um, Although it sucks to go back down in the minors and maybe being Glens Falls, New York, I was I was again grateful to be in the Flyers organization, and I thank Homer for that because he's a solid man. Like he, yeah. you know, he he did a lot of great things for a lot of people, myself included. And at times he brought me back there. He every time he helped my career, and uh, you know, it was it was awesome, even though it was Glens Falls. <laughs> yeah. Ryle, Ryle's loved it there. I used to talk to him, you know, a lot. <laughs> It would have been a better experience if we had won some a few more games, but yeah, uh, yeah probably. But so. yeah, no, it was an experience myself. I tried, but I had one arm for crying <laughs> yeah, out loud, right. you know, no, like, chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite awesome. the experience. What? I wasn't poke checking anybody with that no. with that arm the way it was. No chance. I was like, the only I just, all the only I wanted to do is get out of a game without dislocating my shoulder, <laughs> and if I did, <laughs> yeah, right, it was it's a, a win. It was it was a win. Yeah. I don't care oh. if I gave up seven. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm out of here. Oh. Um, uh, that's amazing. I, I remember you doing that, Boo. I remember when that happened. Um, I forgot about them oh trying gosh. to like suspending you, though. I, I did forget that part of it, but <clears throat> um, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, they the, the Hurricanes in the end, uh, they did the right thing, took care of me, and uh, you know it's all good. It's all good. Now it's just a funny story. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Boo, uh, let you brag a little bit here. I know you're super proud um, of, of your son Tyler. Uh, Last uh, last summer, tenth overall pick by Ottawa. Um, I mean, just I, I remember watching you and seeing the whole the whole thing, and I messaged you, and you messaged me back. But uh, um, what a feeling that must be watching your son uh, yeah. get drafted. I mean, you you went through it, but you know, so many people like it's just hard to do. Yeah, like yeah. let's let's be honest, and uh, it's an amazing yeah. feat. Yeah, uh, you know, like I think every, I don't know, I don't know if every parent that plays hockey wants their kid to play hockey, but I mean, we all say we want to let our kids, you know, chase their own passions and whatnot. But, you know, I did I didn't start him in hockey. He seemed to like it. So I was like, okay, we'll start him. You never know where it's going to go. And, and you always wonder if they have the drive to want to, you know, pursue it for real. And, you know, I thought early on Tyler liked it, but I thought he had other interests as well. And then eventually, you know, he, 
really wanted to be a hockey player and he really stuck with it. And, um, I think, you know, last year I was, I was, what I was most proud of that he had a tough year. I mean, um, he had two separate knee injuries. Um, one was his own doing. He tried to go in on a four check and, and, and kill somebody on a four check and unfortunately mangled himself. And then the second time someone got him on a dirty play in the neutral zone, a low hit, a low bridge hit. Um, so he missed a lot of time. Plus he had COVID that actually was, you know, it, it affected him negatively. Uh, so he didn't play a lot. Right. And, um, that's tough on a kid in your draft year. I think your mind gets going in a, in a million different directions. Yeah. You're wondering, you know, what's going to happen. And I think teams saw value in the way he plays and he's kind of a throwback player. I think, uh, a guy that, you know, could have played on our phantom teams back in the day <laughs> yeah. has the ability, has the ability to play. I don't know if he can fight. I mean, that, you know, that is yet to be determined, but he certainly goes out there and he, he loves to hit, uh, he plays in the dirty areas and, I think teams value that, especially come springtime. So, you know, I, but when you play that way, I think you're going to get nicked up a little bit. But, yeah, I'm proud of him. And right now he um, decided to make a change of plans. He was at Boston University to start the season uh, up until Christmas. You know, I think he was um, frustrated a little bit uh, on the hockey side of things. And I think he wanted to go all in into the hockey aspect. So uh, he decided to to, um, to switch it up and go to uh, the OHL and play junior. I think playing more games is important for him, considering the fact that he missed a lot of hockey last year. I think he feels like he just wants to play more games and, yeah. and get after it that way. And and uh, I told him, I was like, I, I, I have no issue with it. Like, he wanted to go to school, and we, we supported him in that sense, and I think it made mom happy uh, yeah. for the most part. But, um, you know, you only get a window of opportunity to be a hockey player for so long, yeah. right? You can always You can always go back to school, um, but you can't decide at 28 years old, oh, now I want to commit my life to hockey and being a hockey player. Like the NHL is getting younger and you're seeing 18, 19 year olds playing the league now because they're cheaper options, but also because they're, they're good players at a younger age. Now they're, they're better trained. Their, their skills are there. Their skating's there. So there's a lot of benefits to making sure that you're ready at a younger age so that you can get that opportunity because you don't want to let it pass by. And then, two, three drafts go by and now there's younger kids that are coming up, taking that spot that could have been yours. So yeah. I think he recognizes that wants to, wants to get after it and be a hockey player. I commend him for it. And, um, and we support him 110%. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. That's, that's great. And, and moving to the OHL would probably be a little more in his wheelhouse on his style of play too, right? You say the more games, the, the grittier type of play. And that's not, that's not saying you can't play like that at BU, but you know, the OHL is probably certainly a little bit closer to the NHL game than, than, than college would be games as well as style I, of play. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, it's not like it used to be right. Like yeah. back in the day, you know, I think juniors chains cleaned up quite a bit, but yeah, I just think, um, you know, him being able to play more games to me is what really stands out. Like, I just think he needs more puck touches, more reps, yeah. you know, be in situations where he can uh, help generate offense and get that confidence going. You know, in college, it's uh, it's uh, it's good hockey, but it's, it, the kids are older. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, there's a pecking order yeah. oftentimes where the older kids get uh, an opportunity because they've been there already, right? And and that, and I understand that, but I think for Tyler's situation, it being unique in the sense that he didn't play a lot last year, it's just super important that he, you know, he gets those reps because you don't get the, that back, you know, like yeah. you, your confidence, you only get one shot at it. And if you, if you get confidence and you feel good about yourself, you, you can ride that momentum, that wave to the next level 
and then continue it. Right. Whereas if you, you don't accomplish something, then you're, you're constantly trying to chase your confidence and eventually I, I think it hurts you in your career. So that, that's, that's what we're looking at. We'll see, you know, the style of play. I mean, he hits hard. Uh, he certainly was physically mature enough, like at his size to play with those older kids in college. It'll be interesting to see when he lines up, you know, against some 16 year olds or, you know, yeah, you yeah. know it's kind of, it, there'll be a disparity as far as like, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta be mindful of that too. You can't be a reckless player and go out there and, you know, try to take heads off. You got to play the game the right way and you're hitting for a purpose, right? You're hitting to, to, you know, get the puck back or win the puck. You're not there to, you know, put somebody on a stretcher. Right. hundred percent. And, and, uh, also, it would be how cool would it be to see uh, him play with uh, Mark Gregg's son, Ridley, who was also drafted oh. by Ottawa. I think it's just so yeah. funny, you know, those guys uh, being teammates, hopefully here in the near future. Uh, I just thought yeah. that was really cool. That uh, I mean, I, I don't guess they would really know each other besides maybe if they went to camp together or something. But yeah. uh, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Ritter, Ritter was playing. Hey, Go ahead. Yeah, I know. And Gregor was Gregor was a roommate of mine on the Phantoms, right? How funny and, is that? Uh, oh my god, yeah. So, and I, I don't know if you've watched Ridley play at all, but he's 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 a hockey player. Yeah, this kid plays. Yeah, he plays hard. He's gritty. Plays the right way. He's fun to watch. Like he's one of those kids. It's you know when you watch him play, he has an impact on games. Um, you know, whereas I think Gregor was, you know, Gregor was a great skater, right? Good yeah. offensive player, but he's. I, you know, not to, I don't want to rip on, on Mark, but, you know, I think he's, he's a more complete player in that sense that he has that edge to him. Right. And, yeah. uh, I think, I think he's going to be a really good pro from what I've seen. And uh, just the guys that are on, you know, the, the guys that have kids that are in Ottawa, I just think about a dad's trip someday. Hopefully yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah that's awesome. yeah. We'll have some pretty good stories and, you know, share some, share some good times and, you know, it'd be good, but my kids got to make it there first. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, you know, it's just yeah. one step in the process. Well, knock right? wood, knock wood that uh, the process ends them up together. That would yeah, be cool. That would be really cool. That yeah. would be awesome. Hey, before we let you go, Boosh, two things. We want to talk a little bit of Flyers hockey, what you're seeing, uh, that maybe we're not seeing <laughs> that's anything and then uh we gotta we gotta squeeze one uh we gotta squeeze at least one um d to d one d to d one d to d out of you at least <laughs> if not if not if not a power play setup here. <laughs> so what do you what do you see with the flyers obviously a, a, a complete mess right now but uh is there is there any hope not this uh, i just yeah i uh, no, not this year. I don't think. I think you know. Obviously, I, I think the East is set with playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the eight teams that are in today are going to be the teams that are in come playoff time. There'll be some jockeying, perhaps, as far as seedings are concerned. But you know, just a tough year for the Flyers. I mean, it, you know, Ryan Ellis being injured all year long—that's not what uh, you know Chuck Fletcher envisioned. I'm sure when they made the trade. No. Um, no. I didn't have. A, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a problem with the trade. I mean, I think. You know, you give up a young player, a young D-man, but you're picking up a veteran guy in the hopes that he's okay, and it turns out he wasn't okay health-wise, and that that, that kind of hurt your group. And then Coots being injured has not been good. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately for Kevin Hayes, you know, the personal tragedy with his brother and then yeah. his, his health. I mean, it's just the one, it's, been one, it's been one thing after the next for yeah. this team. And I know they all sound like excuses, but, Riles, you know this. I mean, you, you, when you're missing, it's, it's, you can't just put names on a jersey and have them go play and they be the same. I mean, there's a reason why these guys are 
paid a certain amount of money sure. and, and put in, in certain positions because they, they are who they are. And when you don't have them, you're just not the same. Uh, now that being said, um, Carter Hart, I thought has re- rebounded great from a, a tough year last year. And I think his play has been a, a bright spot for this team. And it's not easy. I, mean, I think back to when I was 23 years old, I was a rookie. And by the end of the year, I had 35 games under my resume at 30, at 23 years old. Right. Yeah. This guy is over, what's he, 108 career games or something like that now in his career. So yeah. he's had the good, the bad, and now the rebound. All, the, all this experience is huge for a young goaltender, you know. And I, I'm just so impressed with the way that he's been able to bounce back this year in a place that it can be difficult for goaltenders. So that that's a bright spot. I think G has to move on. I think G, you know, um, I think it's he has to go to a place where he has a chance to win. He deserves it. Yeah, I know he wants yeah. to be a flyer and he's a captain, but in my opinion, if he was asking me, not that he is, I'd be like, man, get a trade to one of those central teams, and whether it's St. Louis playing for Chief yeah. or Colorado, which is a which is a wagon, or Minnesota that plays the game the right way. You know, uh, Billy Guerin's done a great job assembling that team. Uh, I think those would be great spots for him to try and, and and win a Stanley Cup, you know, because the window's closing for him. He deserves it. He's played his heart out. He's played banged up, yeah. and you know, I think, and I and I just think you got to retool and you got to figure out a way to, to get younger, uh, get the younger guys in the mix. It's unfortunate, I you know, Wade Allison injured right now. It would have been exciting to see him play. Farabee's out now for a little bit, so. Yeah. It's just one of those years where it's just, you know, and I think we're, I don't know if you were here, Riles, for that year when they had Forsberg and, and all that. It was a tough year uh, for the Flyers. Maybe that was before you were it was here. It year but, before myself, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, it, that was a tough year here. Yeah. But, they, yeah. they you know, they quickly rebounded and made some moves and got back there. And um, I think that's what you have to look for. I mean, I know it just hasn't gone their way. But just tough to watch because I think the Flyer fans have, and tried to be patient, you know, and, and they, you know, I think they want to get back to, you know, having springtime be an exciting time in the city. And, but yeah. unfortunately, I don't think it's going to, it's going to be for a bit until um, some of these young guys can come in and make a difference. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of expectations going into the season. I think that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, the, the moves they made in the off season were, you know, on paper, I, th- I think heading in the right direction, as you mentioned, the Ellis move, right. you know, and a couple other ones. Ristolainen too. I, yeah. I, I know they gave up a lot for Ristolainen. But, like, I like the way he plays. Like, if, if I'm a goalie, I want a big D-man like that that plays nasty mm-hmm. uh, in front of me. They've got Sanheim, who's mobile. Proveroff, a guy that's mobile. You know, that you don't need all of those. You don't need all of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Yandel, they picked up the help with the power play, and I think there's been times this year where he has uh, created deception up there and has been able to, to help the power play. But it's just a, it's like been like a perfect storm of yeah. crap. You yeah. know what I mean? That it's just it's hard to evaluate, and I just think – you know, everything just need they just need a reset. And yeah. I know fans don't want to hear that with forty with forty games to go, but that's just the reality of it. I think most fans are realistic. They they know that. Yeah. I yeah. think it's at that point now where it's pretty pretty yeah. obvious what needs to happen and where it's going. So Yeah. We'll see. Time yeah. will tell. Yeah. Well, it- you know, you, you just you just need to uh uh make sure you just when you when you when you just skate the puck, you must go D to D. Right, and then back to D, and you uh, play the game the right way. That's that's what you need to do. Well, what about if you're on the power play, Bush? What, what would you do on the power play? I, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, you know, if I'm Joey Mullen, I'm you know, you you gotta have you gotta have Hotsy. Hotsy, you need Kotsy. 
and G. Those are the three guys you need on the power play, and they're, they're going to run the power play, and you need to know where Yogs is at all times. Yogs! You know, and <laughs> that's how Joey would run it. That know? is how. Uh, that is that yeah. is exactly. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. So good. Oh, so God. good. Got it out of you guys. Got it you got out it of out of me, man. It's great. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Um, Boosh, real quick, you played for a lot of guys. I know you got to go here. Um, just a couple, couple quick questions. Uh, who's your favorite coach, like ever, that you played for? Would you say? Ooh, that's a great. Maybe not even your favorite, but you know, one of your favorites, or or you really, you really liked. I'm sure you respected and and liked the guys, but. I, w- I will say this. I mean, I always, for some reason, had, uh, you know, like when you don't play, you're kind of like you got, you got like this, you feel like, man, these, the coach doesn't like me, right? You know, so yeah. you always had, and, and I was always a guy that some, along the line, somebody didn't like me or play me. And so you make it, you turn it into something personal. And now that I look back on my career with clear lens, I realize it wasn't personal either. I, I wasn't doing my job. I wasn't good enough. But, you know, when I look back at the coaches that were good, um, you know, I think Lavi was a great coach. You know, I thought he was a good motivator. Um, I think back to the things that he said in the room and the stuff that he did, although quirky at times, maybe for, you know, grown adults, uh, they had an impact. And I thought he did a good job. And I thought he did a good job of turning our room around. Um, You know, I think Billy uh, was great for us in the minors. And uh, I think he, he... taught us to play with that pride that it meant to to be a we weren't flyers at the time but to play in philadelphia and and play for our teammates right stick up for one another i thought billy brought that out in us um you know and then when i think to uh my other coaches like i i like todd mcclellan when i had him in san jose i just thought he was he was he was extremely prepared uh, he was a great communicator. I thought, you know, especially with me as a backup goaltender, he communicated very well. And he's doing a great job in L.A. right now with that team. I think they're exceeding expectations. So, you know, every coach, although, you know, at the time, you're kind of like, oh, guy hates me and you got some issues with him. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not personal at the end yeah. of the day. And now when I see Lavi, when I see Lavi uh, doing my job, he's great. Like, he's he's a good coach. There's yeah. a reason why he's been coaching as long as he's been coaching and, and doing what he's doing. It's not always about winning the Stanley cup. It, as you said, it's not easy. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, you got to get your, you got to get your team in position to win those Stanley cups. And I think, you know, when I look back at the job that Lavi's done, every place he's gone, he's had an immediate impact on just about every team he's coached. And that speaks to how good of a coach he is. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I, I agree. We, we've talked about uh, Lavi uh, before just, as an equipment guy, usually the coaches come in. I try to like sneak out of the room so I'm not stuck in there. But I actually liked listening to him uh, do the pregame yeah, speech. Yeah. Just like it was always different too. It seemed like it was never like the same old thing, you know. And and uh, people always ask me like, when you guys did that HBO thing, was that just him acting? I'm like, no, dude, that was like that was just normal, yeah. man. That was that was what I thought was really cool about Lavi. And you know, he did do a lot of quirky things, but it made you wonder what is in that box man yeah. <laughs> what's in this box yeah. that he's like you know he just did all these weird things but it yeah, but little games little but yeah, think about you, but think thinking. about the thought yeah yeah the thought that goes into it as a coach it's not yeah. like he just went home and like didn't care about you knew he cared about the team he cared about winning he yeah. tried to get the most out of his players 100%. you know and yeah, yeah so eventually these coaches these coaches run out of runway there's no doubt but when you got a guy that cares like that i mean you got to be an idiot not to recognize that yeah right 
hundred percent. Well, Boosh, we we really appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're busy, man. Um, you're doing a great job. Been doing a great job on TV. Continue success with that, buddy. And um, hopefully, we get to run into you sooner or later. I know we got to play golf a, a while back, but uh, you're not around yeah. the area. That was fun. Yeah. No, I moved. I, I moved out. Don't tell Frankie where I'm at. I don't want him to find <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I moved, I I moved back home to moved back home to Rhode Island, uh, closer to the family right now. Kids are out of the house, so it, we felt it was the right time to do it. But I moved so much, like I was telling Riles before we started. You know, everything's temporary, man. Like yeah. you know, things can change in two years, three years. Who knows? Uh, where I lay my hat is my home. It's not nothing permanent, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. But we appreciate your time, buddy. You're doing yeah. a great job. Yeah, great to be with you guys. You guys look great. Keep it going. I, nasty. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, Dude, seriously, how old are you now? I'm going to be 36, man. <laughs> it's going back 36 in, in March, bro. 36. I don't know how you do it, man. Every, 36 every time for I 20 years. That, every time I put my suit on, it gets tighter and tighter. <laughs> I'm disgusted by myself. Oh, my God. Oh, you, look, you guys are great. Oh, you too, buddy. Man. Appreciate you, Boosh. Great seeing you. That episode was brought to you by Fans of Philly. Check them out at fansofphilly.com. Nasty, you and I will be yes. joining 500 Woo. other Flyer fans yes, we in Nashville will. in March. So check us out. Smashville. Great time. If you've never gone on a trip with any of the sports, you have to. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Joe does an unbelievable job, and he's all his people that help out. Um, it's a great time. And yep. I can't wait for Smashville. I know, you and me both. So check us out there. Check out fansofphilly.com. And a big thank you to our man, Brian Boucher. Boo. What a human. Yep, great man. Yeah, um, nice to reconnect. Does just an unbelievable job on TV. God, really he's does. so good, man. Um, and good career, great career. I mean, anytime you play that many games. And <clears throat> it's funny, I didn't realize that story about him, like, not even practicing with a team when he ended up That's turning crazy, around and, eh? and setting the record. I did, not, I, I did not remember that. But uh, it truly was amazing. Like he said, I don't know if that'll be broken. Yeah. It's tough to go yeah. that many games, right? Like, uh, Especially with the skill level these days. Not yes. that there was a problem with the skill level back then, but just, right. it's just uh, – it's too fast, and they're, they're just, they created too many opportunities to yes. be offensive here now. So exactly. I, I agree. That will probably never be broken. Yeah, I, 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 it would be amazing if it is. It was amazing the fact that he went that long with it, but uh, I don't know if that will be broken. No. And, uh, you know, one of the things I remember about Bush when I played with him is – and he, he kind of talked about it when he was talking about Frankie, you know, never <laughs> never shooting below the nipples. Yeah, right. I, I remember myself coming down the wing in practice and, and a lot of times shots coming off high. Off the green gob. Off, off, the, off, the, green, off the green gob, right, <laughs> and high heat right at the head or by the head. Yeah. And I remember Bush snapping in that <laughs> – Swearing and shooting pucks at us, and you, yeah. know, you know, I get it, man. You're in practice. Who wants to get rubber ripped at your head? But uh, <laughs> oh. I forgot to bring that up when he was talking about uh, Frankie and shooting below the nips. Because um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to be in the net. I wouldn't either. Like that rocket that I wouldn't either. I remember Hexy was like funny about that too. Obviously, his his mentality yeah. was a little different yeah. than Bush's. But I remember us being in the playoffs, and no one shot at his head, but he was just. In his, he oh, was yeah. ready for the game. It was it was the morning skate in Carl Dykehouse. Hexy didn't like pucks being in the net, oh, so yeah. Hexy turned his back and Dykers threw the puck in the net and like kidding around, raised his hands and circled. He gets about <laughs> out to the blue line and Hexy fired the puck at him, not meaning to hit him, hit him right oh, in the no. head. Morning skate stitches on his. Oh yeah, oh, Hexy's like, 
don't ever do that again, but I'm sorry. So I hurt you. <laughs> you know, but we're like, good God, man. You put his, he didn't wear a visor or anything. Hit him right in the head. Oh, and man. again, he didn't mean to. Unnecessary. But uh, yeah, you're right. You don't want to be in uh, practices as a goalie and guys coming down. And you had an absolute cannon with that green goblin. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to get hit with it. Well, who would? <laughs> who would? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody. Oh, man. But uh, Boosh is awesome, man. Yeah. Great guest. We appreciate him coming on. Absolutely. All right, Nast, episode 59 in the books. In the books, big 6-0 next week. Oh, yeah. Check us out next week. Until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See you, knuckleheads. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.